you have your Bibles, you can open up to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29. Jeremiah 29, 13. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. This is always being a whole heart thing. A whole heart way of life. A whole heart relationship. A whole heart pursuit. A whole heart romance with Jesus. You'll seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. The message reads, when you come looking for me, you'll find me. Yes, when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else. I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. God's decree. When do we find true meaning, true purpose, true understanding, true belonging, true wisdom, and worth. It's when we find God. First Chronicles 28, verses 8 and 9, Now therefore, in the sight of all Israel, the assembly of the Lord, and in the hearing of our God, be careful to seek out all the commandments of the Lord your God, that you may possess this good land and leave it as an inheritance for your children after you forever. As for you, my son Solomon, know the God of your father and serve him with a loyal heart and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches all hearts and understands all the intent of the thoughts. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will cast you off forever. Now, the problem we see today, and perhaps it's always existed, is when the search for God becomes research. For example, the search for meaning or the search for purpose, the search for truth, the search for worth that can only be found in God. And when we get there, we live there for a little while and then we trail off. Then we come to our senses and we, we research for meaning, and for purpose, and for life, and for acceptance. And if we aren't careful, this, this research way of life can become our disease. God's way is that we seek Him, and His promise is that we will find Him find him, we'll find meaning, we will find purpose, we will find understanding, we will find belonging, we will find true satisfaction. God's way is not research. You want to know the truth tonight is that God, God's way is not re-saved. God's way is not re-regenerated. God's way is not re-adopted. He never had it in mind that people would come 
to find what real life is like, to find what real truth is like, real purpose and real belonging and all these things, and then to walk away only to have to come and search after it again. That's not God's heart. I don't think as Jesus hung on the cross, he thought about saving people one time, two times, three times, four times. That they would live in this new life for a little while and they trail off. Turn from their first love. The Amplified Bible reads, And you, Solomon, my son, know the God of your father, have personal knowledge of him, be acquainted with him, and understand him. Appreciate, heed, and cherish him. And serve him with a blameless heart and a willing mind, for the Lord searches all hearts and minds. Nobody's exempt. And understands all the wonderings of the thoughts. If you seek him, inquiring for and of him, and requiring him as your first and vital necessity, you will find him. But if you forsake him, he will cast you off forever. In the voice Bible, to you, my son Solomon, listen to this. Maintain a relationship with the God of your father and serve him with a complete heart in all your thoughts and actions. The eternal searches all hearts for their desires and understands the intentions of every thought. If you search for him as he searches you, then he will let you find him. But if you abandon him, then he will reject you forever. Again, I say tonight that God never designed it that we would seek and find, search and find, and then trail off. And we understand that there's mercy and grace, and he desires that those that have trailed off would, would come back. But he'd like it that we be a generation and a people that do not trail off, where time is not wasted, seasons are not wasted, years are not wasted, where it's not this in and out relationship with Jesus, this on and off romance with the Lord. I was thinking about this message and I heard this statement in my spirit. Jesus doesn't hold confession. Now let me explain tonight. We are to confess our sins, but Jesus doesn't hold confession as some human priest at his confessional post, where people pour into the confessional and unload on the priest, seeking the priest's blessing only to walk out and live exactly the same way they lived before unloading on the priest. See, Jesus doesn't hold confession. Jesus holds repentance. He didn't simply say, come and confess all your sins to me. Come and confess all that you've done wrong. Come and confess what's messed up with your life. And, and then walk out with this, this conscience appeased and then just go about and live your life the same way you lived it. God never said that. Jesus never said that. He's, he holds repentance where we die and we rise in Him. The very definition of confession is admission of wrongdoing, admission of guilt, open acknowledgement of feelings, and a declaration of sins. But Jesus calls us further to repentance, and the definition is to be sorry, to change ways, 
and to change habits. You see what happens when we simply confess and do not repent, be sorry, change ways, and change habits, is that we become researchers rather than searchers. And my prayer tonight is that this simple message will keep us from this folly. We come to relationship with God the Father by way of Jesus Christ. We understand that it says in the Word that He is the only way. There is no other way to relationship with God, to reconciliation with God. And when we come to the knowledge of something, the understanding of something, we are to maintain that level. That is what the Word says. When we grow, when we search, and we find, and we continue to search and find, we're not researching the same thing over and over again. God wants us built up in our life. He's taking us from glory to glory, from strength to strength. The relationship is getting stronger. The relationship is getting deeper. We are maturing. We're moving from milk to meat. This relationship ever unfolding. Think of when you are in school and you learn something, but you walk away. Perhaps the course ends and soon you can't remember what you learned. And so you have to research the truth that you let slip away. Listen to the words that we've read tonight. Be careful to seek out all the commandments of the Lord your God. Serve him with a loyal heart and a willing mind. The Lord searches all hearts and understands all the intent of the thoughts. If you seek him, he will be found by you, but if you forsake him, he will cast you off forever. And the voice, those first lines, to you, my son Solomon, maintain a relationship with the God of your father and serve him with a complete heart in all your thoughts and actions. Can we ask tonight, how is my searching? And how is my maintaining? That we maintain the level, that we don't slip back, that we don't lose ground. That we don't live at a level for a little while, and then the seasons change, or the pressure comes, or the blessing comes, and all of a sudden we trail off, only to have to try and get back to that level. You know what I'm saying tonight? I once walked with God this closely, now I'm distant. I've trailed off, and we're trying to get back to that same place. We're trying to regain that ground. God never desired that we'd lose ground. And perhaps that's the problem is that we search and we find, but then we don't maintain. And therefore, we become habitual researchers. We step in front of the mirror, and the moment we walk away, we forget what we look like. Jude 20 and 21, maintain your life with God, the heading reads. It says, but you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keeping yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And the Passion Translation reads, But you, my delightfully loved friends, constantly and progressively build yourselves up on the foundation of your most holy faith. God doesn't want us to lose the foundation. All that we've gained, the ground that we have gained, the ground that he has given us, that which we found as we've searched. His desire is that we wouldn't let it slip away. We have to maintain. 
Listen to Philippians 3.16. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule and be of the same mind. That is, that's New Testament. Or Hebrews 10, verse 23, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Heaven forbid that we fall to the epidemic as we come in our relationship with the Lord, and, and it's this, this wavering that we're in and then we're out, that we're close and then we're distant, and then we have to regain the ground and try and build the relationship again and build the trust again. It was never in his heart that we would lose ground. Can we be encouraged to not just be searchers tonight, but to be thorough searchers? Thorough searchers don't settle for partial understanding. Thorough searchers aren't half-hearted. Thorough searchers are focused, they're determined, they're devoted, they're passionate. Thorough searchers are all in. Thorough searchers are loyal and they are willing. Thorough searchers are careful. Thorough searchers want it all. And so a few points tonight. Number one, seek him. He will be found by you. This is his promise that if we seek him, he will be found. If we seek him with all our heart, we will find him. With all our heart. God is not hiding himself from us. It's all the brush and the thick undergrowth and all the stuff in the way that we have to press through. You see, this world is full of hindrance and obstacle and we must press through. If we're honest tonight, we know that there are hindrances and there are obstacles. There are things that the enemy is putting in our way that have been set up in front of us. He's constantly setting things up in front of us to keep us from God, to draw our searching somewhere else, to cause us to trail off. If we will search for him with all our heart, there is nothing and there is no one that can keep us from him, from his understanding, from his wisdom, from his way, from his purpose, from his calling, from his destiny, from his will, from all that he has for us. The today and the tomorrow that he has for us. I just encourage us all tonight, no half-hearted searching. Let's be serious about finding and wanting it more than anything else. Number two, know God and serve Him with a loyal heart and a willing mind. First Chronicles 28, verse 9, As for you, my son Solomon, know the God of your father and serve Him with a loyal heart and a willing mind. The message reads, Get to know well your father's God. Serve him with the whole heart and eager mind. Get to know well your Father's God. This is transfer. It's no longer just your Father's God. It's your God. And I'd encourage 
all of us here tonight that grew up in the faith and had a father or a parent or a spiritual parent whose father was God. That we would get to know our father's God intimately. We can't ride the coattails of someone else's relationship. It helps. But we have to become searchers. The NLT, learn to know the God of your ancestors intimately. And the Amplified reads, know the God of your father. Have personal knowledge of him. Be acquainted with and understand him. Appreciate, heed, and cherish him. Appreciate, heed, and cherish him. You know what it's going to take? It's going to take a loyal heart and a willing mind. Number three, be careful to seek out all the commandments of the Lord your God. Thorough searchers, not just those that seek out the commandments they enjoy or the commandments that they can live with or the commandments that they want to adopt, the commandments that they're okay, they're okay with applying, falling in line with. First Chronicles 28.8, I'm instructing you to search out every commandment of the Lord, so that you may continue to rule this good land and serve or and leave it to your children to rule forever. I'm instructing you to search out every commandment of the Lord. I'd just like to say tonight, if we're going to live the life that Jesus had in mind for us and has in store for us, we need every commandment of God. We live by every commandment of God. They are life to us. They are life to our sons and daughters. They are life to the unborn generations. It is by no mistake that the Lord put every commandment in the book. It's by no mistake. God didn't just huck things in the book to fill up pages. It's all there for a reason. It's all there for a purpose, to help us. He knew and knows that we need every commandment. And so he's calling us and instructing us to search out Everyone. Why? That we may continue to rule this good land and leave it to our children to rule forever. You know, I'd like to say tonight, and maybe some aren't thinking about this because you're not married and you're not a parent at this point, but we can all have spiritual seed, and I'd like to say tonight and declare, we are not young anymore. You might be younger than I am, but you're an adult. This is young adults. And you know what? God has the future generations on his mind. And it's time that we have the future generations on our mind. Because the generation that has gone before us, and they're still here, our parents, our spiritual fathers and mothers, they're passing on the torch to us. It's our time to step up. It's not our time to be those that search and then we trail off. Those that take our young adult years and it's just a bloody mess. Those that are in and out with Jesus, 
in and out with Jesus, and somehow we think when we hit, I don't know what, 40, 45, 50, then we're going to get serious, and then we're going to have a deep relationship with the Lord, and then we're going to be a powerhouse for the kingdom. We can't live like that because God knows exactly our hearts now, and he knows what we're doing with our life now. And he knows if we know the truth, and we're simply not obeying it. And he knows if we've reached certain levels in our walk with him and then have trailed off and lost the very ground that we gained. He has future generations on his mind. He has our generation on his mind. I think of how it breaks his heart in and out, in and out, in and out. Like he trailed off again. How many times do I need to leave the 99 for you? How many times do I need to come after you? I'm not even just talking about when life, when life hits the pig pen, you know what I'm saying, like the prodigal, where we come to our senses. But God's chasing all of us down, all those that have, have left. He's, he's got open arms. He's wanting them to come back. But God doesn't want us to live this life where we trail off. That's not his heart. That we're in the kingdom, we're out of the kingdom, we're in the church, we're out of the church, we're in fellowship, we're out of fellowship. Where'd so-and-so go for the last month and a half? Well, hey, just went after some other things. I said to live my life, figure things out for myself. You know what? Those that are wise, they let the Bible figure out life for them. They don't need to go and have all these experiences. I, I've shared this before, but I remember one young kid. I can't even believe this happened. He said, i got to go get myself a testimony. I saw he was trailing off, and he was going to go work himself a testimony because he felt called to the ministry, and he thought, if I don't have a testimony, how am I going to win people to Jesus? So i got to go get myself a testimony, live a screwed-up life for a season, come back, and then I'm going to tell everybody about it. I think your testimony should be you're a fool and you walked away. And you went and openly decided before God to sin so that you'd have something to say to a crowd. You know what's a far better testimony? It's for all of us from this night on to not trail off. That we preach that we've been steadfast that we share that we've been loyal, that we've been faithful, that we haven't given up. Number four tonight, the search for God is never over. I don't know how long you've been at this. I've been at it a while. Life with the Lord. Meeting after meeting. Church service after church service, week after week, chapter after chapter, day after day, experience after experience, camp meeting after camp meeting, conferences, all these things, all these times in his presence where we gather. The search for God is never over. You know, his riches are ever unfolding. His beauty is ever unfolding. We don't know the height and we don't know the depth. We can't even reach it. 
But I believe that some have come to the point where they say, I've plateaued. This is it. That's not true. That's the farthest thing from the truth. The search for God is never over. The search for God is never over. You see, this is not research. This is ever search, and that's what God's called us to. And it might sound like a silly statement tonight, but we are ever searching, and we are ever finding more and more and more. This relationship is going deeper. This relationship is growing stronger. We're coming to know Jesus more each and every day. He's calling us to a deeper walk with him. And this should be our testimony that the longer we walk with Jesus, the deeper, the deeper we get to know him. The search is never over. The search is ever unfolding. His beauty goes on and on. His majesty goes on and on. His love goes on and on. The depths of his presence and the height of his understanding. The search for God is never over. I'd like to declare tonight that there is no plateau, there is no summit, there is no final step. And I believe that his majesty and glory will be ever unfolding for time and eternity. And even there in our heavenly home, we will be searching and finding, searching and finding. And that's the kind of life we're supposed to live now because that's the kind of life that will carry us through. That's the kind of life that enters in to the presence of the king at the end of the day when he calls us across the water and we step into glory. We are ever, ever searching and ever finding. And how beautiful that is. I'm so thankful that there's no plateau. It's always new. And if it's not always new and we're not always experiencing something new, Perhaps we need to look at ourselves. You will find me when you search for me with all, all your heart. Can I encourage us all to maybe search a little harder? To get a little more thorough in our searching? We say, well, this is all the searching I can allow in my schedule. This is all the searching I can allow in my life. And some right now, your minds just went to church services. Like he's telling us to come to church tomorrow tomorrow, and more. And that is not what I'm saying. And if you're feeling that, maybe that's a conviction of the Holy Ghost. But anyways, we'll just move on from that. And I'd just like to say tonight, let's get a little more thorough in our searching. Maybe Bible reading hasn't been that thorough. Maybe times of prayer, they haven't been thorough. It's more about coffee and conversation than it is about dialogue with heaven. Maybe our times in church, the the they really don't look like thorough searching. You know what I'm saying? Like times of worship. It's not thorough worship. It's not thorough searching. Can we all be encouraged tonight? Every single one of us. To search a little harder. Get a little more thorough in our search can have the worship team come and you will seek me and find me when you search for me wow, with all your heart. When you come looking for me, you'll find me. Yes, when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else. I just want to ask tonight, no response necessary, obviously.
we want it more than anything else? Do we want him more than anything else? Now, I know we have responsibilities and duties of life. Not here to preach some foolish message. But do we want it more than anything else? See, God says, when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else, I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. Listen, God does not disappoint. And that's his decree. Are we serious and do we have a loyal heart and a willing mind? Are we maintaining? We need to maintain our Christian life. We need to maintain our relationship. You know, even earthly relationships need maintaining. We have to maintain them. We can't just take them for granted, trail off. Can you imagine for those that are married here tonight, you just don't show up for a month or two? And then you come back in and you're like, honey, let's hit the room. And she's like, what are you talking about? We want that intimacy, but we've trailed off. You know what I'm saying? I think we know. Same way with the Lord. He's like, where have you been for the last month and a half? Searching. For what? You had it all. You found it all. Why are you out there? Listen, the world has nothing to offer. We're to be in the world, not of the world. Not conform to its pattern. We're not to slip into its mold. We're not to go after the riches of this world. We're to follow God. We're to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and the Bible promises. God's decree. He'll take care of everything else. He'll give us exactly what we need. He'll open the doors we need, and he'll shut the doors we don't need. God is faithful, and God is true. We can trust him. And so we just keep searching for him because there is nothing greater. See, all the other things we're searching for outside of God, what are they going to mean when we meet him face to face? Nothing. We're not going to sit there and think about all the good times we had searching for other things, all the times we had trailing off. In those moments, in that moment, we're going to be broken. Why did we waste so much time? Are we partial in our searching? Or have we created a plateau though none exists? I want to ask that tonight. Have we created a plateau in our Christian walk, in our relationship with the Lord? We've said, this is the plateau. This is the ceiling, God. This is it. This is all there is. There's nothing more. I can learn nothing more. I can discover nothing more. There's no new experience in worship. There's no... New dimension of your presence or your glory. I've, I've, I've been through it all. I've heard it all. There is no plateau. May we be challenged tonight. And may we understand that we are, we are searchers. For all our days. Let's stand.